Okay, it's been nearly over a week since that game took place, but as you can probably hear, I'm a little bit sick. Thankfully, it's not Corona, but I'm still uh, sick and I couldn't record any podcast. Uh, neither Chelsea Liverpool, the game that we're going to talk about today, neither AW Dynamite, neither any other football game. So, with that in mind, let's finally talk about Chelsea Liverpool. After so many Dynamite reviews, I think it's only fair to finally talk about this game. A lot of people thought that this game will be a decider. Well, not for the title, obviously, but for Chelsea's future in the Premier League. And I think it was ridiculous to expect that this Chelsea side would perform at the top of their game. Well, first of all, near half of their new transfers and Pulisic are injured. Another half of transfers who are still playing, like Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, especially Timo, are yet to adapt to the Premier League and to the uh, Chelsea's and Frank Lampard's ideas. So, with that in mind... We had an interesting game coming up. And to be fair, it didn't really surprise me, as it surprised a lot of other people, that Chelsea actually hang in there and played equally well to Liverpool, you know, especially in the first half. Uh, with, if we're going to remember previous season under Frank Lambert, uh, Chelsea looked always pretty good even at 5-2 uh, last game of the season or near last game of the season uh, last season obviously uh, Chelsea never felt like a proper outsider they never felt like they're never going to be able to beat Liverpool and this game showed this as well they had some chances they tried and they created some chances and they defended Pretty, pretty well, I'm not going to lie to you. The first half was was great showing from Frank Lampard what his side is able to do. You know, they tried to create some chances and to be fair to them, they did. Uh, I obviously remember some uh, Timo Werner chances that he, uh, I don't want to say ruined, that he couldn't finish due to Fabinho who stop him most of the time, and Fabinho is my biggest surprise of the game, because I was so concerned that this is going to happen, you know, where all Liverpool fans were saying, we need to make like three transfers, one centre-back because we sold Lovren, one uh, attacking player because, well, Shakira and Origi are good, but let's be honest, you need someone better if you want to retain the title. And uh, someone in the middle to spice things up, to be more creative. And we did two of those things with Diego Jota and Thiago, Thiago Alcantara. But um, the defender uh, was someone who we still needed to sign. And all Liverpool fans were afraid that we're going to do one thing that we already did before. And that's play Fabinho as a centre-back. And some Liverpool fans were saying, yeah, without a doubt, Joe Gomez or Joe Matip or both of them will get injured. But uh, hopefully it will be at the time where it's going to be against, you know, a weak opponent or it's not going to be for a long time. So 
they're going to be able to recover to play in the next match. Unfucking fortunately, it happened straight away in the beginning of the season against Chelsea. And fucking hell, you know it's going to be tough. But to the surprise of many, and to my surprise as well, Fabinho really stood up as one of the best players of this game. You know, I remember the match against Bayern Munich when he played as a defender as well uh, with uh, Joel Matip. I'm pretty sure it was Joel because Virgil wasn't playing. Uh, and and to be honest, he played well at that, at that game. But this one, he played better than ever, it seems like, when it comes to centre-back position. I'm not sure if he ever played that well in Monaco or that match, one match at Real Madrid. You know, he was clinical when it comes to defending. He was bloody incredible. And that's why he was probably my either man of the match. But yeah, he was my man of the match. Yeah, not even second man of the match after uh, Mane. He was incredible. He stopped Werner, who was... Equally good and equally bad in this game. I would put it like this. In the first half, with Kai Harvard's playing uh, below him, they had a great um, connection between, between each other. And they created some moments that maybe should have been like a goal. Maybe should have been uh, shot on target. But they either been a shot on target, they either been, you know, a wasted moment. But when the second half came in, Tim Werner was all alone to himself. And why did this happen? Well, thanks to one thing that happened at the end of the first half. As we already established, first half was equally good from both sides. Chelsea didn't really let Liverpool had a lot of uh, sharp and dangerous moments, when Liverpool didn't let Chelsea create so many moments in their half. So, both teams control the, the ball, control the pace of the game, and try to stop other side from making a dangerous move. So, what happened right in the end of the first half? Well, uh, Chelsea finally had the moment. They shot right on target. Allison catches the ball. Henderson screams to Mane to run. Gets the ball from Allison. Whoa, crosses, crosses just fucking... As far as he possibly can, Mane catches the ball, runs one-on-one -on -one with Christensen on his back. Uh, Kepa, for some reason, decided to run at Mane like a headless chicken. And uh, Christensen had nothing to do but to fall. Well, to be fair, it was a very dangerous situation for Chelsea. So you can possibly understand uh, Christensen's way of thinking, but... That was a really dumb thing to do just to push Mane down because that's a that's a right card. You try to, you know, just tackle him. You try to let him run and maybe outrun Kappa, but then you try and slide in. You try to do anything but to fall and get yourself a red card. But unfortunately for Chelsea fans, Christensen, who to be fair to him, was pretty damn good in the first half. You know, all corners, all... Uh, Bowlers that were in midair, he catched them all, he put them away from Chelsea's half, and he was pretty good in the first half, I'm not gonna lie to you, but 
After that red car that first was yellow but after VAR check became red, rightfully so, we only remember a bad thing from him, you know. Maybe he missed some chances, but maybe he missed the ball, he couldn't pass precisely. Some Chelsea fans will remember this, but mostly everyone will remember that red car. And everything good that he did, running away for fucking mile, because nobody gonna remember that. Oh, you did good in the first half, well, you got a red card and then basically killed the game for us. That's the only thing that people remembered, and that's the way it is. You do incredible things on the pitch, good, great, but you do one stupid mistake, everyone will remember that. That's just how life is, that's just how football is. And um, what would you expect gonna happen in the next half? You would expect... Uh, with 10 men, the Chelsea will crumble, crumble in, in the middle of the second half when they will try to go for this one chance, one chance attack, get a missed opportunity, and then Liverpool will go all in. Well, no. It all happened right in the first five minutes. Well, basically, we killed the game for Chelsea because they would probably expect to hang in there until 75th minute and then... It's 10 versus 11, who knows what's gonna happen. But unfortunately for them, corner comes in, a little bit of a play, Mane with a header, goal. Greatest play from Liverpool, great, you know, uh, passing, great vision from the Liverpool players and great header for Mane. It's 1-0, it's not the end of the world for Chelsea, there's still an opportunity. But they already stopped Kai Havertz due to the red card. And now, uh, Timo Werner is all alone for himself. The only time where he wasn't alone was when they get a penalty. Everything else, Timo Werner was trying to do something. I remember him dribbling past like three Liverpool players, then looking up and seeing four more Liverpool players and just thinking to himself probably like, oh, what the fuck? There was nobody from Chelsea's side to help him. He was all alone to himself, and obviously, and obviously, then he was beaten by Fabinho and uh, Van Dijk because, well, you're going against them. Yeah, great job, you dribble past the midfield, but fuck off, we're gonna get you. And then after the first goal, coming back to the thing that killed the game, well, like five minutes after this, Liverpool scored another one. And how the hell did this happen? Well, <laughs> hello, Kappa. Hello, my old friend. Uh, Kappa got the ball for fucking some reason. I don't know what the fuck is he thinking. He decided to wait a couple of seconds, then throw the ball away. <laughs> Mane catches the ball, scores into the open goal. Wow. After this, we're seeing Czech just texting, calling uh, Mandy or whatever the name of that new goalkeeper that Chelsea signed and telling him just go and fucking get him. You are arriving to Chelsea right now. Get away from France. Go to London. It's all fun in games, but holy shit, how shit can your best goalkeeper be? The best, well, the highest paid goalkeeper of all time. His transfer fee of, what, 73 million uh, pounds? It's fucking ridiculous. How the fuck did Chelsea thought of 
get in him. I know they were panicking. I know that they sold Thibaut Courtois. They needed a replacement. But holy fuck. He was never that good of a goalkeeper. Yeah, in Athletic, he had a very good statistic. But no one really thought of him as, you know, proper replacement for Thibaut Courtois, who was... At a time and last season, he redeemed himself as one of the best goalkeeper of that year. So obviously, you needed someone of that level. You would expect them going all in for someone like Jan Oblak. You would expect them to go all in for someone like Tostegen or for just a very quality goalkeeper. Not the guy who nobody really thought about. But they did it and now they're paying the price because holy Fuck, so many mistakes, so many controversies around this dude. And yeah, he did pull off some good saves at the end of the game where Salah had a moment, where uh, probably Mane or someone else had the moment, but nobody will remember that. Everyone will remember that you fucked up and you consider a second goal that basically killed every single hope. Because... They got themselves a penalty. The only time when I remember there was a lot of Chelsea players, you know, up front where Timo Werner wasn't alone. They finally got themselves a penalty when Thiago Alcantara literally barely touched Timo Werner. He goes down and that's a penalty. And I'm not arguing. That was a contact. It was a very... Uh, Liverpool fans will probably say harsh penalty, you know, neutrals will say it's a very light penalty, and yeah, I will agree, that's a very light penalty, but it is a penalty, nonetheless. And it was so disappointing because a lot of people after that game started to make fun of Thiago, and I was like, you know, when he came in, he basically started to control the game. He basically became this maestro that he was in Bayern Munich, and immediately became this maestro in Liverpool. Literally, two minutes after he came in, he made the most amount of passes in his debut. He broke the record. And yeah, he made a couple of mistakes, you know. He gave away a penalty. But before this, you know, he had two bad passes. Everything else was right on touch then he produced some incredible passes to Mane that were so sharp that you expect this to be an assist unfortunately it didn't happen and then he caused the penalty but after that penalty he did a couple more mistakes but again every single other pass was right on target right to the man so they could create another moment so even though he caused us a penalty I really thought he was incredible in this 45-50 minutes that he played. Literally, such great accuracy, such a great vision from this guy. I'm so happy that we got him. But thankfully for us, uh, Jorginho came in and decided to take a penalty. And he never missed it from the game in Chelsea shirt. He missed it once in Napoli, but every single time he scores. And I remember when, I'm pretty sure against Manchester City in the after-game penalties, he couldn't score uh, when Kepa decided not to get subbed off. I'm pretty sure he missed in that game, but it was uh, penalties after the game. Penalty shutout note, uh, you know, penalty during the game. So everyone expected him to score. 
And he comes up against Allison, who is not very good when it comes to saving penalties. It's not something that anyone would, uh, as a Liverpool supporter, would say, you, how dare you say this? No, it's a fact. I remember in 2018, he saved one penalty in Copa America, and he considered one or two. He is very dodgy when it comes to penalties. He mostly can save them. And it's unfortunate, but that's how it is. But tonight, he decided to say fuck everything and save this penalty. So, even that moment to create some sort of help, some sort of bring, bring this sort of fire into Chelsea's players. So they would believe that nothing is lost yet. And after that goal, they could come and score another one. It was gone. Because Jorginho couldn't score. Alisson saves it. And after this, they created like one or two moments. And uh, Jason Mount had very good moment where he shot it from uh, like th- 25 yards. I don't know. 30 maybe. And it was nearly hitting a crossbar, and Allison saved it. That was their best moment, you know, like, throughout the whole game, apart from the penalty. And if we would imagine that Jorginho scored, and they had this moment, trust me, they would probably go all in, they, will, they would have tried and fight another moment, and another, and maybe they would actually score, but unfortunately for them, they didn't. They didn't score the penalty, they didn't score this, and after that, Jason Mount attack, I don't really remember any other moment from uh, Chelsea. I remember a couple more opportunities from Liverpool, and how I said before, Kepa finally saved them, but it was too late to try and do something good for the side, because they will remember that, and Kepa playing another game in Chelsea shirt, every Chelsea fan will say, hopefully not. Hopefully not. So, after the game, what can we really sum it up? Chelsea played well. If not the stupidity of a goalkeeper and uh, stupidity of uh, Christensen in the 41st, uh, 45th minute, they probably could have go and try to get a draw or maybe even try to steal a win because they didn't look that bad at this game. No, they looked pretty decent. Liverpool, on the other hand, showed the, showed their class and they showed that even in the game where the opponent plays better, they will try and fight this moment to score and they will do this. Because, yeah, you can say the second goal was given away by Kepa, but the first goal was greatly played by Liverpool. So... It will be very interesting to see the next game from Chelsea. It's going to be against West Brom. And I'm pretty sure Chelsea will win. And the that's going to be very interesting to look at Liverpool against Arsenal. Because Arsenal is a little bit of a kryptonite for Liverpool lately. Uh, and will they be able to go all in once again and score... Five goals with Bobby scoring no look? Probably not. But will they be able to beat Arsenal? Hopefully, yes. So we will see. Uh, and I will hear you. I will hear you later. Goodbye.